0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com My name is Sean Sheehan and today I'm looking ahead to KSW 88 which goes down in the Hala RCS Sport Arena uh, over in uh, over in Poland and uh, it's an, another big card for the uh, the Polish uh, contingent, another big card for KSW, and a very interesting time, I think, for European MMA. The last time we spoke about KSW, I mentioned, like, you know, about how KSW maybe isn't talked about enough in the the chasing back. I suppose the hunt for num- the number two, three, four promotion in the world, and it should be. But I think at the moment. What we really have is a fight for European dominance. And I, I I briefly touched on this before, maybe just to touch on it again before we get into this card, because I think around now is a very prevalent time to, to speak about it. Um... We just had Octagon last week, which put on, who put on, in my opinion, their, their best card ever in terms of names. You know, they had the likes of Anton Racket, who we've seen in KSW. Uh, Juton to be on the, the card. Actually, he didn't end up fighting in the end, but they had, uh, they had Jack Cartwright, they had Scott Ascom, they had Aaron Aby, and many, many more as well. Names that we've known down through the years. So they're, in a real good place. Now, we have KJRs who also have a preview for putting on a very good card here. They have the likes of Paul Hughes still as well and, and many others. And we have um, many others as well, but PFL, I suppose, being the big ones coming, putting on this fantastic um, European series that they have put on, which I've spoken about a good few times now in this show and it really is uh, stacked with serious, serious prospects from you know, Dakota Decheva and Simeon Powell to, you know, the, the Irish contingent as well, Franz Malambo, who you couldn't call a prospect uh, at this stage. You know, he's a top, top level fighter. Uh, you know, obviously, Dylan Chuk is going to be on the card. Uh, uh, Nathan Kelly is going to be on the card. Uh, John Mitchell, obviously, as well in, in the finale, as well as, as, well as uh, many more fighters as well. Um, and I just think... It's, it's a very interesting time because this KSW88 card is, is a good card. KSW89 is the big card to, uh, to end out the year in, in December, that is, with Paranasi in uh, the main event. And that's going to be uh, a huge card. But I think the the fight is well and truly on because you almost, you almost can't half arse these cards now. You almost can't do it because someone else will put on a good card on the same night or the same weekend. Someone else will win the the, the favor of the fans. Someone else will win the favor of the fighters too. You see a lot of fighters recently. I actually, spoke to Brad about it on the preview this week for um uh, for Cage Warriors and was saying, "Oh, do you know what? I just noticed there's a few Octagon vets on here. There's a few." KSW vets on here and like you look at the KSW cards you look at the Octagon cards you look at the say the FEN as well and Babylon and all, there's fighters going between all of these different places looking for the best place for them You know, maybe they've taken a few losses and want a new lease on life and going to run on somewhere else or maybe they think okay look I could stay here, but I want to get towards the UFC or I want to get more money or wherever it might be. And they move to a different organization. And for the fighters, that's absolutely fantastic to have more options than they've ever had before. Not only at the very, very top level, but at the European level as well. And that is fantastic. Like, KSW, as I said the last time, they deserve massive credit for being one of the only places in town where you could make a good living in for a whole career. Um, but now there's other places that may, you know maybe haven't reached that level yet or are definitely not the surety of they're going to be around for an awful long time. Um, but it seems to be becoming a more sustainable market for up-and-coming fighters. Like... You only need these promotions to hang around for three or four years until you move to the next level or whatever it might be you know so and that's not necessarily the case of KSW obviously as I said they, they're the best place to uh, to give whole careers to people but I just think it's so interesting like it, it feels like KSW have the advantage over the rest of them in terms of the higher level of fighters you know the fighters who are you know 20 fights into their career whereas you know a lot of the KSW fighters especially are at the start of their career building you know, towards the UFC or wherever it might be. S- similarly with the PF uh, PFL fighters, a lot of them young in their career trying to get to you know the the global PFL roster next year and all of that as well. So it's it's just very interesting to see where the cookie crumbles. You know, what's the story going to be with Bellator as well? Obviously they have somewhat you know taken a hold of the European market over the last few years. Are they going to stick around? Are they going to be bought by PFL? If they are bought by PFL, what are PFL gonna do? You know, there's there's talks of this Belfast card for for um, uh, for Bellator. I, you know, we, we and this is not me reporting anything or anything, but we've seen Liam McCourt talking about it and Chris Cyborg, and we've seen a few of the Irish fighters basically saying, oh, I've been booked. So... You know, is that going to happen? You know, our PFL, PFL obviously coming to Ireland here at the, the, the end of the year. There's talks now of Octagon putting on a few shows next year, maybe coming to Ireland as well. So there's, um, you know, for the Irish market, but for the UK market as well, they're always going to go there. And for the European market as a whole, it's, uh, it's a big, big time. Um, and look, this is something I'm going to touch on probably on every podcast that I do concerning these KSW cards and, and the others as well, because it's, a, it's probably... You know, one of the stories that maybe flies under the radar a little bit, but definitely one that's not flown under my radar and one that I want to keep people, um, you know, because if you're tuning into this, you probably want to hear about this and you probably want to know what the situation is and everything like that. And I think this, if I was to sum up what the situation is at the moment in European MMA, I would say it's in a state of complete flux, but a very positive flux, Right. Cause sometimes it's like oh what's going on where's everyone going to go what's going to happen but now there's just lots of options to be honest more than anything else and as I said we'll see what happens with Bellator we'll see what happens with um with the PFL next year uh, as well and uh, we will we will go from there and we will keep uh, we'll keep trucking and keep talking about it but for today let's talk about KSW. Uh, 88 from Radom in Poland. Um, shout out again to my guy Sean Dini who always helps out with the pronunciations and the facts and the figures and all on these cards. He's an absolute legend and is always great to help out. Check out his work over, in, over in Sevier May and over and severe man, at Dini Rance as well on uh, on Twitter. He's a, a, an absolute beacon of knowledge when it comes to KSW and the the European side of MMA covering octagon and things as well. Sean does a, a great great job altogether. Um, so. We we'll start with the main event. Um, uh, Daniel Rudkovsky, who's sixteen and three against Patrick Kachmacik, who is ten and uh, two in his uh, career. Sorry. Uh, yes, that that is correct. I'm, I, I have I happen to have the wrong KSW card up in front of me, Johnny. See uh, sixteen and three versus ten and two. Uh, indeed, uh, and it's it's a very interesting fight. Do you know what? These are two big brutes of men. And in different types of ways, um, uh, Daniel is like your more muscular, uh, in the weight room, probably eight days out of seven, (laughs) you know, one of those guys, an absolute monster, whereas uh, Patrick on the other side of it is... I would say more athletic, more quick, but he still has that musculature um, makeup that just makes him a guy who you know is going to be strong. And I think strength is a big part of border there again, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, Rukowski, he's 34 years old, uh, with obviously the more experienced 19 fights in his career versus 12 for uh, uh, Um, You know, he... <sighs> he got called out by patrick and he accepted it uh, he's fighting out of crossfit radom gym so this is a hometown fight for him actually i believe it's a hometown fight for uh, for borum if i'm not mistaken yeah um, patrick is fighting out of the uh, the radom taekwondo club but um, it's funny you, you, i was watching obviously both of their fights and you look at um, you look at patrick at magic and i my first note down was Greco-Roman wrestler but then I was watching some of Daniel he is an actual Greco-Roman wrestler he started out that way he was a Polish champion Greco-Roman so it's a very interesting because uh, Kaczmarczyk a lot of his takedowns and a lot of how he gets the guys to the ground um, and puts it into jujitsu, where he's very good is that kind of body lock trip takedown, so it's going to be very hard to get against the Greco-Roman guy uh, like Rukowski, so that's definitely one place to uh, to, to look out for it, but uh, Rukowski, was, um, he was a simultaneous FEN and Babylon 145-pound champion, came over to KSW, lost to Saladin Parnas, who will be headlining the next card, uh, but everyone has lost to Saladin Parnas, um, as I said, Polish wrestling champion in the Greco-Roman, but a very good striker now, Um has had pro boxing matches, has had kickboxing matches, and has a lot of KOs in MMA over the last while as well. Seven KOs in his uh, in his MMA career to date. Um, if you were to describe him as a fighter. You'd, I suppose you would put him as a switch stance fighter, primarily a southpaw, but a switch stance fighter. Again, very muscular, loves that pressure, and his pressure is very much helped by that switching of stances. Cuts off the cage really, really well, and you saw it in his head kick knockout of Philip uh, Pechik, uh, where he cut off the cage for, I think it was in the, was it the third round, or in the, the second, it was a good bit into the fight anyway. kind of frustrated him. You saw Pecic moving to the right and he got caught with that left high kick and it was absolutely fantastic. So that's the sort of the fighter he is. Very patient. Looks like a guy, you know, he's a lot of muscle and you're kind of thinking, oh, is this guy going to be able to carry that cardio wise later into the the contest? But he is because he's so good at cutting off that case and he, It's almost like he looks like he expends more energy than he does, but very patient. And when he needs to be, he's very, very powerful uh, as well. Uh, you know, a good fighter, 34 years of age now. And he's been in there with some good guys. You know, he's been there with La Askiev, who we've talked about a good few times um, on, on this podcast, as I mentioned, Philip uh, Pechik uh, obviously lost to, to Paranas but he went four rounds with him. Uh, Adrian uh, Zelinsky, and, and a few more as well. Lucas Rakowski, who's obviously a uh, a veteran I suppose of the scene Dylan Logan back in the day a very good Irish standout uh, as well at, uh, at Clan Wars uh, good few years ago and he's even fought on that uh, Bama back in the day so uh, been around for a good long time uh, uh, you know and his opponent is is a little bit newer I suppose 12 fights into his career having made his debut in 2019 but the guys he's been in with are very good as well you know he's been in there with Robert Rochala ended up losing that fight by a decision but to be in there with a guy like that only a few fights into your career I I suppose says a lot he's won his last two now uh in a row and uh, he's looking to i suppose go go forward here only 25 years of age very very confident um you know kind of walks to walks talk to talk uh he was um he was a federal champion outside of ksw as well i believe in armia fight night um Mostly known as a wrestler early, but has, you know, has some very good submissions, but has improved his striking um, and his big knee as well. If I would describe him as a fighter watch after watching a few of his fights, I would say high hands are probably the first thing he has. And he kind of does that, dips low and reaches in with the jab where it's, he's almost at a 90 degree angle, you know. Um, and it's, it's good, but dangerous. You know, when you're fighting a guy like Daniel, the way he... Uh, kicks and hits hard and counters very well as well. You know, I uh, said he pressured, but he counters very well. That low kind of reaching is a dangerous game to be playing, so I think he really need to use his speed here if he is to do that. He is a very fast fighter. Um... And he uses that speed to close the distance. Uh, his opponent um, does it in a very different way. You know, Rokowski kind of, as I mentioned, does it with the, the switching of stances, does it with the pressure. He closes the distance very much with speed, with using his, you know, that long jab and getting inside. But he's very, very sl- uh, strong in the clinch. The body lock takedowns are brilliant. And, like, he uses that athleticism in all parts of his game. He really, really, really does. And... Um, it's, it's a tough matchup to get past Based on that athleticism alone When you're a 24 year old guy Going up against a 34 year old guy Sorry 25 year old guy And you, you're already more athletic You're already faster That's, that's a, a relatively tough matchup um, I, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing Who kind of lands the first blow here Because it, it, it kind of comes across to me This one as if One person is going to land something big And the other one's going to have to kind of change their game, you know, because they have opposing games in a way. They're both guys who like to come forward, both guys who like to control the pace and cadence of the fight. But not both of them can't do that. Like, you know, they, they can't do it. So whoever lands that big shot first. Looking at the prices here, minus 350 for uh, Rutkowski. Uh, and Patrick is plus two, uh, plus two, 260. And that was kind of the way I was seeing it too before I'd even seen those prices. I literally just pulled them up here now. I do think Rutkowski uh, should be the favorite. I do think that counter-strike to the kind of the inward pressure of, um, of Patrick is going to be... A money for him to be honest I think with the Greco-Roman background uh, I think that Marcic is going to struggle to take him down and if he can't do that on the feet um, Rukovsky is as I said a very good striker a lot of power as well and might have um, might have some success there so I am going for him to win this one um, the second fight of the, the evening the one I concentrate a lot on as well is Bartosz Leszko against uh, Poetor Kuberski um, two you know, two guys who've been around f- for a bit thirteen, three and two against uh uh against uh, twelve and two, I believe. Um you know uh or sorry, eleven and uh, eleven and one is, is uh Kubersky. Um you know, Lesko I suppose the standout uh, on his uh on his um record is Ibrahim Magomedov, who we beat. Back in 2021, he's also been in there with Tom Brees. He ended up losing uh, that fight, but um, you know he's been around now for for a good bit. As I mentioned, making his debut back in 2015. Whereas Kuberski, on the other side of it, he's getting on a bit now. He's 35 years uh, of age, as opposed to his 27 year old opponent, with you know 12 fights into his uh, his career. Only losing that one back in 2019, the third fight uh, of his career. And maybe there aren't as many standout known names uh, on his ledger. But but he's a lot of finishes in there. Nine wins by knockout um, in his 11 wins. So he's definitely a finisher without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the betting odds on, on this one, a very, very even. Minus 110 for Lesko. Kuberski minus 120. Um, and that's kind of the way I'm looking at it, dude, to be honest. The betting odds don't be very, very far off at all. Um Lesko is that, he's just big and strong and long. You know, he's that very good jab, very fast counters. And he doesn't look like it. You look at, um, you know, in the last fight that, that I was talking about, you look at uh, Kaczemarskic and you just think, this guy is an athlete, this guy is going to be fast, this guy is going to be strong, he's going to have it all. You wouldn't say the same thing about Lesko, but then you see him fight and that ability to throw that, those like short elbows and those short right hands and hooks inside. Are like something that you shouldn't see from a guy his size, but he's very, very good at doing that. Uh, and I said, gangly, but I hate it works for him. Um, Kuberski on the other side of it, then I would say he looks a similar way, but he's probably not as uh, athletic as go uh, in terms of what he shows in it, he's he's your normal straight-up fighter, a good jab, a good right hand behind it, which, you know, as we've seen, look at, say, like a guy like Leon Edwards, it, it's taken him all the way to the very, very top, and that can, if you're good enough in terms of your technical ability, you're good enough in terms of your chin and your heart and your ability to stay in there and all of that, and I think that, you know, that may be... Might come off to some people as like a drawback or something, but it, it's not necessarily. You know, it's it's not and especially against a guy like Lesko, who is maybe not the, you know, the most straightforward fighter in the world. It might it might actually help. So Lesko. You know, he can, and both guys can wrestle as well. Lesko's a very good wrestler, very good at taking the back. Um, you know, he's a lot of submissions on his record as well. Seven of his 13 fights have ended in a submission. He's only two knockouts in the middle of all that there. So he is a guy who likes to wrestle and likes to get the submissions and loves the, that rear naked choke. Um, you know, Harding on the feet, now obviously his first way weight, weight to the win. Kuberski on the other side of it, then. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first fight in uh, KSW, he's had a lot of fights outside of KSW in bigger organisations like UE Warriors, and the last, his last, I think four or five fights in uh, in FEN, you know, who do a lot of events, obviously uh, trains out of the ANCOS MMA gym in uh, in Poznan um, you know, big power in his hands behind, you know, the kind of the, the non-flashy techniques, if you want to put it like that, and he's a lot of I suppose, early finishes in his career out of his last four fights. You know, three of them have been first-round finishes. All his uh, recent, um, most of his recent finishes, or most of his recent wins have all been uh, early finishes, but only, you know, a couple of decisions thrown in there for uh, for good measure as well. Very good cardio, though, when he needs it, and good heart as well if he needs to go a longer distance. Um, I like Lesko here, to be honest. I, I know I said earlier, maybe like the straight-up, um, <clears throat> just technical fighting if you want to put it like that or or uh technical mightn't be the word for it maybe it's like a drama free fighting it can it can be an advantage and especially uh, you know what at the the higher up weight classes with the obviously this being middleweight um but i just i like glasgow i like the way he fights i like the way he kind of lands that shot inside hers and kuberski <laughs> you know i mentioned earlier about Lesko kind of throwing the short shots inside Short elbows, short hooks inside That's kind of the range Kuberski Always finds himself in Um, And I'd honestly Be surprised if one of them didn't land And if one does land you could see him Getting that takedown, getting the back and maybe getting the choke in there So uh, I'm not sure if I'm Going for the submission but I'm going for Lesko Anyway to get the win there um, a couple of names then in the light heavyweight division Marcin Wojciech is taking on Luis Enrique uh, De Silva two guys who have been around again for, for a very long time 18 and 8 for Wojciech 19 and 9 funnily enough for uh for Enrique you know Wojciech known as the, the, the Giants um, has been around a, a lot you know he is won his last four in a row he beat Mick Stanton over in the uh, the PFL in 2022 in the uh, in the, uh, in the playoffs, but didn't manage, obviously, you know, to, to get more fights than that. Um. As I said, like he's fought the who's who all over the place. Fought Modestus Bukowskis and Cage Warriors. He's been in KSW before. Obviously, he fought Scott Ascom and Thomas Narcoon, as we all remember that uh, big submission win for uh, for Thomas Narcoon back at KSW uh, thirty eight. So he's been around uh, the place for a very very long time. As has Enrique da Silva, you know Frankenstein. People might remember him from uh, from fighting in the UFC back in the uh, back in the day you know, he was on Denoi Contender Series and stuff as well, but he fought, remember he fought Gokansaki Saki fam- famously uh, in the uh, in the UFC, he fought Johnny Walker on the Contender Series uh, as well, but, you know, he's been uh, around and, you know, beat Thomas Narcoon in KSW, fought, uh, fought Rug Rug uh, last time out uh, in uh, in KSW, or why was it Rug? No, it was, uh, who did he fight like Um, God, like, what's his name? Not Rug Rug. The uh, the Umar Sai he fought last time out. No, not Rug Rug. I'm, I'm, getting ma- I'm getting mad here. But like the, the amount of people he's fought down through the years, it's just a few of the names I've named there. And, you know, he's lost most of those fights, let's be honest. But he's always been in there and always been dangerous. Ninth, 19 fights uh, have uh, been in the wheeling column for him. Uh, 18 finishes 17 knockouts With the one submission in there as well And that tells, tells you all you need to know about Enrique uh, De Silva, <laughs> I suppose uh, He'll just come and he'll come To, to stand and bang um, As I mentioned That Narcoon front kick knockout 34 years of age now And Vojcik, you know, he's he's Something to prove here as well, like coming back to KSW At the same age Um heavy hitting striker as well with nine knockouts in his uh resume but he can grapple he can choke as well um you know very rarely goes to decision either these guys and i'd be surprised if this one did go to a decision uh, as well here let me get you the the price and this one is plus 180 for the silva and Vojcek 250 Do you know what at that price i'm going to go with uh <laughs> i'm going to go with enrique da silva at that price um we've another a heavyweight fight then after that uh Stefan Vojczak against Camille uh, Kamil Grovyakko, um 6 and 1 uh versus uh versus five and all there as well two kind of obviously newer guys to the, to the heavyweight uh, division there and when whenever you see that in KSW you know one of these guys could be the the next big things uh Vajcic, 33 years of age Slovakian prospect you know well rounded a big big guy heavy submission game but you know comes out and looks for the knockout uh Camille is twenty-six years old out of Poland comes out of the gates fast as well all wins in the first round um, big knockout power a kickboxer but a good wrestler too and a heavy uh, a heavy top game there, um, let me just get you the price for that if I uh, if I can very even bow, 110 as I look at it here um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go for a, I'll go for the Polish guy in his home country I'll go for Camille uh, uh, to uh, to get the win there in that one um, then we have uh, a women's strawweight fight between uh Anita Beckus at um seven and three against Maria Silva nine and one. Uh, Beckus is a 33 year old, she used to f- uh, f- uh, do fitness combinations before She's fighting out of uh Luds, um, who have a very good uh women's team there. Octopus Lodge, I believe, is the name of the gym. Sean was telling me that, um. And you know she's someone that's coming on and off a lot of thirty-three years of age. Good wrestler, very very hard to get off you, I suppose. Power on the feet as well, and improves you know fight to fight. Her opponent, twenty-seven years of old, fighting out of Brazil. Uh, she fought on Aries. She was on the Contender Series uh, as well uh, before. Um, and I suppose, uh, I suppose we'll we'll see how this one uh, we'll see how this one goes. I think. You know, window. I think it's very interesting when people have fought at such different, I suppose, places in in the mixed martial arts landscape, especially in women's MMA. It's tough to know where to match them up. You know, I've been watching a lot of Invicta and things uh, recently, and it's until they get there, it's tough. Like Danny McCormick, I think is a good example. You're thinking, oh, Danny's gone in there against these monsters, and she goes in, and she's beating them all. But obviously, the level she's been fighting at is a little bit higher. So I wonder which is the higher level here. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to uh, to see which way this, uh, <laughs> this goes. Uh, Maria Silva is the big favourite though. She's minus 350, plus 250 for Anita Beckos. Um, you know, from the, the little bits and pieces I've seen of them, I think that's just about right. But as I said, tough to gauge uh, the ability levels there. Um, the middleweight division then. Uh, Albert od against uh, Manja, um Nikolek. Uh, did, I'm so I'm so good at pronouncing these names. Like I'm absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic altogether. <laughs> uh, Albert fighting out of Poland, 34 years of age. You know he if you're an Irish person, this, he fought Henry Fedipe a couple of fights ago. Won his last fight out outside of KSW, but he's you know been in there with some very good guys. As I mentioned, Henry Fedipe, he beat Tommy Quinn as well. But he's been in there with Christian Eckerling, who's doing great stuff now over in uh, over in Octagon. Uh, his opponent, uh, Nemanja Nikolic, he actually lost to Bartos Leszko, who's in the Komen event last time out, but he was on a great run before that. Um was undefeated, in fact, before that. And, um, you know, we, we'll see where he comes back after his big finisher 10 fights, 9 inside the distance for knockouts and, and five submissions so a big fight for uh for him here um you know a very talented guy out of Serbia you know when, when you lose your KSW debut you want to bounce back immediately you know and get on a good run uh, in KSW he's good kickboxing game but knockouts uh, as I mentioned um, and you know he's opponent Albert he's 35 years of age but he's a hometown favorite here fighting out of Radom um, he's a KSW commentator actually on the, the, the Polish broadcast so he'll definitely be uh, a big favorite here he started out as a Judoka but he's a boxer as well and can fight all around good submissions and uh, as I mentioned good on the, on the ground as well um, let me just get you the price on uh, on that one if I have it here minus one seven five for Nikolic and Albert is plus one thirty five here. I'll uh, I'll go for Albert for to get the uh to get the all upset here. Um, all right, that's uh. There's a couple more fights. I'll, I'll just quickly run through them here. There's a featherweight fight between Daniel Torchelt and Ramzan Um Kimbiev, twenty years of age. Daniel is against twenty three year old Ramzan. Um, you know. <sighs> Uh, from the, the little I've seen of, of Daniel He's a really 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 talented Guy fighting out of uh, Moldova Very well rounded Durable Very good kickboxer Has submissions as well And he's a opponent Fighting out of France He's a trainer partner Saldin Parnas um, He He <laughs> Uh, a street fighting background spectacular knockout in his debut with a massive head kick very very flashy on the feed so you could be looking at a former or a, sorry a future champion uh, in that there then um, middleweight division is the second last or second to uh, second to opening fight on the night where you have uh, Christian Belisky at uh, at 9 and 5 against uh, 5 and 2 Andy Vartik, sorry 4 and 2 Andy Vartik um, uh, Bileski, 30 years of age, out of Poland, known for his exciting fights, very good kickboxer, knockout power, good cardio. Um, whereas Andy, 28 years of age, um, he got a knockout in his KSW debut, came through the FNC scene in Croatia, a very heavy puncher, loves to spin and throw big attacks, good cardio as well. Uh, from, uh, from him, um. The price on that one, if they have it, do they have it? They do indeed. Plus 230 for Andy and Christian Belski is minus 333 there. Uh, and in the opening bout of the night, um, it's a, it's a catch bout, I believe. Jacket Gatch against uh, Mikel Gennady. Uh, 1-0 and versus uh, 2-0 Um and, you know, when, when guys are like that starting off, you never know where it's going to go. But um, Jack is the is 2-0 fighter. He's 32 years of age, though. Uh, trains um, with the likes of Radek uh, Pazuski and Arik uh, Voskek. Uh, very good kickboxer, heavy knockout artist. And in the 1-0, and um, Gandhi, 25 years of age, training out of Smock with the likes of Boris Mankowski and Matthias Scamrat. Um very good on the ground, guillotine chokes, improving, striking game, but with knockout power as well from uh, from him. So that is it, the KSW 88 card from top to bottom. Uh, as Again, as I said, shout out to Sean Dinny And um, check this out. You can watch it over on the KSW um, website. You can, uh, you can see it there. So check it out over there and keep uh, on to shardog.com all weekend for your results and much more from that. All right, everyone, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheen for Shardog.com and I'll see you all next time.